Hello and welcome back to the Replatform podcast. Um, it's myself, James, as always, and I'm joined by Paul Marcaros. Paul, how's it going, mate? Yeah, good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously uh, a bit jealous here that you're in the south of France drinking beer whilst I'm sweating in my uh, office at home. So what, <laughs> what takes you to France? Uh, yeah, just so this week I'm working remotely from Nice um, and then next week I'm taking a bit of time off and heading down to Italy, which would be nice. So when you, when you say working remotely, you mean you're not remotely doing any work? <laughs> Pretty much. Well, no, so I've been doing, um, been doing too much for sure. I definitely need to um, yeah. get some more hours in on the Sunday cool. from front. Well, it sounds good. We've got a, we've got a cracking episode lined up today. Um, so we have Quentin Montalto, who's the COO at Shipper HQ, on to talk all about their shipping management platform, which integrates with, with major e-commerce platforms, for example, Big Commerce Magento. Um, I've known about Shipper HQ for years. I've not had the, uh, the pleasure of doing an integration directly myself. I know you have, Paul. Uh, but instead of me rambling on about what Shipper HQ is, Quentin, let, let's get you introduced. Um, tell us a bit about yourself and then could you, uh, could you, in a nutshell, tell those who don't know Shipper HQ what it is and what the, uh, what the uh, platform does? Yeah, for sure. And thanks, gentlemen, for having me. Thanks for taking the time uh, away from the, uh, the beach, Paul, to speak with us. James and I working. Um, no, so I'm... <laughs> I'm Quentin. I'm the COO of Shipper HQ. We are a uh, checkout uh, enhancement for your e-commerce cart and checkout. You know, like James mentioned, we work with the likes of BigCommerce, Magento, Shopify, Salesforce Commerce Cloud. Our big, our big sort of focus is all about the experience that customers face in the cart and checkout. So, you know, people spend a lot of money on the website to make it nice and clean. Don't forget about the checkout. That experience is things like calendars or rating from different warehouses. It takes all that really complicated business logic that people have in their supply chain and displays it nice and pretty to the customers in the checkout. Great. Perfect. Um, so I'll ask the first question. So, uh, I know that Shipper HQ was originally kind of born off the back of the web shop apps, uh, shipping modules for Magento, which uh, I used a few years ago um, and still use. Um, so what can you kind of talk us through how the product has evolved since then and how you essentially kind of became a SaaS product and kind of how you've broadened it over that time? Oh yeah, for sure. So, so this story kind of starts with our, with our CEO, Karen Baker, who people in the e-com space know. And if you don't, you should follow her. She's a great laugh and has a lot of insight. But in 2008, uh, her husband was selling online on eBay and a couple other uh, sort of whatever marketplaces. And she was on maternity leave and saw something called Magento and built her first store and said, okay, cool, we're going to sell in Magento. But whenever it got to the shipping piece, back in the day, you could only show one shipping rate at a time. And she was a bit peeved by that because she wanted to show like a standard and like an expedited. And even in 2008, they didn't have it. So over a weekend, she had a couple of beers and she wrote an extension called Matrix Rate, which is still one of the extensions that, you know, we've had like 70,000 downloads of it. People download it all the time. It's free. But what it did was it was a basic table rate and she put it into a forum and then people were like, wow, this is awesome. Thanks for doing that. Can you solve this problem? And then she'd look at it and Karen, our CEO worked in Thomson Reuters in London and has a, in foreign exchange and has a maths and computer science background. So she looked at the problems and said, yeah, I can fix that. So then she fixed another problem and then fixed another problem. And then sort of the, the side hobby turned into the full-time job. You know, she packed in her gig in London and started web shop apps. So web shop apps has been, you know, 
cash flow positive since day one, where we just wrote one-off extensions to really focus on a specific piece. So, you know, if you were shipping from multiple warehouses, we had a drop shipping extension. If you were shipping with UPS, we had a UPS extension. If you were doing table rates or you started getting really crazy product matrix, which is one that Paul, you're probably intimately familiar with. Um, all of those were one-off extensions that we would write, but our customers were buying three and four of them. So in back in about 2012 and 2013, uh, Karen had the idea for Shipper HQ. You know, the idea was is that web shop apps is kind of always an acquisition play. You know, let's get a large customer base and then let's move them over to a SaaS platform. So that's kind of where the idea started formulating. Um, and then 2000 and so 2014 is when she was like, okay, we need to move to the states. A lot of our businesses there, predominantly, we were our customers were U.S. focused. It's U.S. then U.K. U.S. U.K. Europe are kind of like our split. But, you know, moved over to the U.S. and really started building Shipper HQ. Um, you know, we first went live with it on Big Commerce uh, in like a beta. And I was actually brought on. So I was brought on for the Big Commerce launch as sort of like a, okay, we're going to need more help with this. And, uh, you know, Shipper HQ has been kind of rocking and rolling ever since in 2015. Awesome. Um, and I guess like, so my... I've used Shipper HQ on a number of projects and it's generally been to kind of help with some really specific complex aspects of a shipping matrix um, and also some other aspects of things like um, production days and stuff like that. Um, is this the most common kind of use case, I guess? And do you still get most of your customers from kind of a shipping matrix um, kind of perspective or are you, or is it now kind of some of the other features that are available, like the uh, kind of click and collect piece, split shipment stuff, like is that kind of, bringing in customers now for sure and that's a that's a great question within within shipper hq you know one of the beauties of SaaS is that there's different levels of service and so each level of service can allow for certain things but one of the things that is interesting about shipper hq is that we have verticals more than features that are required uh in the example of like david austin roses you know a site that you just launched congrats on that you know they are in like a perishable space you know they have flowers that are going to wilt and you know you want to make sure that if you're sending somebody flowers they look nice because you're paying a lot for them and it's usually for a gift or an apology and if we're sending an apology flowers you don't want them to show up dead um one of the things that we do a lot is you know perishable especially in the states you know b2b a lot of like ltl freight shipping like that go on um do you guys call them is it lorries is that what you guys call those like 18 wheelers some people do yeah <laughs> okay i yeah. i never know with with yeah, karen hgv uh, is normally what people call them hgv okay yeah, lorries yeah. so yeah the... is that the antiquated way of saying it yeah <laughs> i don't know maybe because i'm over 40 that's what i call it <laughs> okay well the person who told the, the person who i've learned all of my british language and lingo from is also over 40 so i feel like sometimes i say things and i'm like i don't even know no don't said, don't trust us over 40s we'll send you down the wrong path i said this is a complete side note i one time said knackered in front of my mom i was like oh i'm knackered and she was like what the hell does that mean <laughs> oh we've we've turned you good work oh yeah no it was it was really funny my mom was like i have no idea what that means anyways back to back to shipper hq so you know verticals is really what we play in the most um our most common things that people look for i think now is really like if we're talking about the uk you know the the estimated delivery date that power to plug that into an e-commerce checkout is really big and something that I, I hope is more adopted, not just because our solution does that, but because that's why people shop on Amazon is for that sort of transparency. So that's a really big feature. And then, you know, shipping from multiple warehouses or LTL, all of those things are, you know, something, there's something for everybody with Shipper HQ. 
the, uh, the bit I'd love to hear about is you know, the classic questions that you always get from e-commerce teams is, okay, why do I need to use a third party? Can, can I not just use the, the native platform stuff? And we all know that, that not all e-commerce platforms are born equal and they're not all specialist shipping management tools. Mm -hmm. So what do you typically find in terms of complex shipping logic when platforms can't really handle it natively about really extensive customization which makes it cost prohibitive? Right. Most people use ShipRHQ and what, what, can you give us a few examples of that type of complexity that you, you enable? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question too, James. And that's one that comes up really often for us is because each e-commerce platform, you know, Shopify is Shopify shipping, BigCommerce has native shipping, Magento has Magento shipping. So each one of these platforms really wants to tick the box and they do a pretty surface level thing. So if we're selling like t-shirts and all we want to show is a, is standard and expedited, and that's all you want to do, you know, ShipRHQ might not be the tool for there. When we start kind of stepping into our own and really where we shine is, is the, is what I always call like the gotchas. So when you're looking at an RFP, and you're reading through it and someone says, oh, hey, I want to show rates for DHL and Royal Mail. Like, okay, cool. We can do that. E-commerce platform can do that. But I want to say when you have three of these items in the cart, it goes up by a quid for each one you enter. But if they're going to the Highlands and that doubles, you know, things like that, when things start to get a little bit tricky or they start to kind of scratch in your head, those are the cases that we like to kind of handle, um, especially because it is what we specialize in. And I, whenever we're talking about third parties, you know, when you're bringing in like a team like us, you know, generally it's, this is shipping. This isn't hard, you know, go get an app, go get this. Whenever you're working with our team, it kind of goes beyond that. You know, each one of the people who work on our team are, you know, logistics experts. I would consider myself a logistics expert, especially in the U S the UK. I'm pretty well in as well is that we don't just talk about, Hey, here's how we do it. We, we have more of a consultative approach to it, or we might say, why do you do it like that? you could do it like this. And we try to make that more of a conversation. So our cell is a bit more uh, upstream than just the standard native, what you can do in Magento, for example. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. Uh, I, and I guess the, the, so the key thing is really about complex logic flows where it's if this, then that, rather than just, hey, okay, here's a mate, standard matrix of shipping methods. Right, exactly. And the standing the standing matrices we do really well in, but you know, one of the things that we had I and mean, I mentioned before was that matrix, right? So a few of those web shop apps extensions that we gave away for free on Magento one, we've ported over to Magento two as well. You know, we're not the end all be all solution for customers and the ones that matrix rate solves their needs for awesome. Use that. If you graduate up, our, our product is here and ready for that. Um, but it's always, it's the, it's the complicated stuff or it's the stuff where we want to start getting, you know, shipping from the red to the black, you know, one of the key features that we have aside from the, the date and time, and I don't want to sound like pitchy, but you know, there's a question here that, you know, it talks about live rates versus flat rates. Um, in the U S specifically, one of the things that gets kicked into is like the dimensional divisor of packages. So, yeah. you know, the days of rating just dead weight, like in the U S are they're not, they're not dead, but they're, I think that's, I think that the shot clock's running on them because eventually they are going to phase out because, you know, if you're shipping a large and light item, like let's say for example, you're buying, uh, a bow and arrow set, you know, that arrow is not the, the bow is pretty light, probably weighs four pounds, but it's going in like a 20 by eight by four box. And so whenever we're saying, Hey, UPS, how much is it going to cost to ship this bow and arrow? It weighs, you know, a few pounds. It's, it's a lot different because those dimensions start taking into account. So that's, that's one of the things that people like a lot, especially that functionality goes beyond the e-commerce platforms because they have something for it, but it's not like ours is. No, I think that's, that's great because that was the next question I have is on volumetric based uh, matrices because that can often 
be really confusing to set up accurately when you've got a big catalog retailer with completely different and diverse product sets where in one order they might or someone might order a t-shirt and a washing machine and it's just like well how do you price together stuff where there is such difference in in cost and complexity of delivery absolutely so how, so how do how does it work in practicality? So I'm an e-commerce manager and I've now got conception that Shipper HQ enables me to set up these more complex rules. How, how do they do it then? Is this a, an implementation manager who guides them through it or do they go into the, the back end because of SaaS tool and do this themselves and set up the scripts and logic? Awesome. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. So one of the things we moved away from in the web shop apps, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of kind of giving these in contrast because you know a lot of the uk people will be more familiar with web shop apps uh, than the than shipper hq but you know what we've done with shipper hq is we have a dashboard so that's like the brains of the operation and then on each e-commerce platform there's a small extension that's installed on the checkout and like that's what communicates with our servers um but generally it depends on how customers want to do it you know shipper hq is designed as a self-serve app you know we have awesome documentation we have in-app messaging uh there's an onboarding team that says hey once you said this is the plan for us you subscribe there's a team that's dedicated from getting you from paid to live uh, that they work with i know that uh, paul's team has worked with them a lot um, in the past but their their job is to say hey let's get you guys live um, other customers you know that really want to kind of figure it out themselves you know they'll they'll go through our documentation they'll kind of learn themselves so that way they're they're from more familiar with their tool um, than you know us kind of holding their hand or some customers just say hey I don't want this to be a problem I never want to look at your dashboard I don't want to see it I don't want to care I want x y and z done we'll go cool x y and z is all done yeah yeah mate, but, so I think the first project I did with shipper HQ it was very much that approach it was like we probably didn't really think about it enough at the start of the project. And then in the end, we ended up bringing you guys in and your team just literally uh, took our M1 uh, shipping matrix and put it into Shipper HQ and did the whole thing for us, um, which worked really well. But I'd imagine that's probably not the average uh, project. Yeah, the average project. So we get a lot of people that are migrating from like previous from like one platform to another or one of our products to another product. But I think probably the most average one that comes in is people who want to use our onboarding team. I think one of the things that we really focus on is having, you know, really good customer service. And one of the things I pride myself on is that our, I own customers at Shipper HQ. That's my, that's my thing. Like customers are the forefront of my mind. And, you know, if there's ever a customer who's listening to this, who doesn't have good service, Quentin at ShipperHQ.com. Um, we answer the phones, you know, we're available 3.30 AM to 6 PM CST. We answer the, we answer the emails, we have live chat and we try our best. You know, that's, that's all we can do and all, that's all we can ask for. But, you know, customer service for us is really big. So that onboarding team really, uh, really hits it out of the park whenever we're taking customers from A to B. Slightly um, off topic, but I, do, I really like your like um, your kind of support emails, like the kind of automated emails and like the tone of voice and stuff. I sent a couple of examples actually to Clavery the other day, um, just because I think they're really nicely done and they just come across really like helpful and proactive, and the tone's really good. Um, oh, that's awesome. I'm gonna pass that. I'm gonna pass that to yeah, our support pass manager. that feedback on. Yeah. Um, so next question. So one of the features that I've personally never used, but I saw that you started uh, supporting a while back, is the multi kind of origin slash uh, split shipment feature. Um, how does this work in practice? And is this a feature that's used a lot in the platform at the moment? 
So this is, this is a really, really cool feature that we had a lot of customers using on Magento 1 and Magento 2 are starting to kind of build into it. Um, so what the split checkout is just for people to kind of visualize is whenever, you know, it's the Amazon style checkout is exactly what it is, where this item is going to arrive on the seventh and this item is going to arrive on the ninth. That's what we have the ability to do on Magento two, Magento one, and we're working on putting it in Shopify right now. And then big commerce follow next. Uh, but the way that it works is there's kind of two different things, you know, shipping from different warehouses. So if you have one warehouse that has product A in it and the other product, uh, the other warehouse has product B in it. If they have different shipping coming from different warehouses, you can choose the different times you want them to arrive. Let's say for example, a perfect, the perfect example is uh, shipping ice cream. So we have a customer in the States, they're called Jenny Splendid Ice Cream. Uh, they sell ice cream and then they sell cookbooks and like t-shirts and swag and stickers and stuff like that. Um, for them, what they want to do with this is they want to say, hey, the ice cream, you can select priority overnight or next day, whatever method's going to get it the fastest, but the cookbooks and stuff like that, you can click snail mail. You don't have to pay for the expedited method for that. So that's the example of a customer that's shipping from the same warehouse that just wants to drive a different experience uh, for each product. The, uh, the multi-origin is exactly how it sounds. This comes from this warehouse. This comes from that warehouse. Uh, what happens once a customer clicks order is we pass back into Magento because like I said, that's the platform this is on right now is in the order details, it would split it out and say, hey, this item's coming from the California warehouse. These are the SKUs that, these are the SKUs that it comes from. If they have dimensional shipping on, it's, these, are the, these are the boxes that we packed into and here's the dispatch date or delivery date depending on what logic they're using. And then it'd say, hey, this is the Florida warehouse and these are the SKUs that came out of it. So that way we pass everything back into the platform and that's how I can get routed into the ERP or the OMS system that's gonna take it to the next step. Nice, yeah, I think that's a really good feature. And I think from uh, kind of looking at it, it looks like the comms are really nice and it's really kind of intuitive as well, which I think is really important. Um, so earlier you mentioned this one. So um, estimated shipping uh, kind of timing or estimating kind of, yeah, shipping. Um, so you talked about using it in the checkout. Um, do, does anyone or can you use that information across the site? So like, for example, if you use a solution like Aftership or Nava, um, one of their big selling points is kind of pulling out estimated shipping on PDP. Um, is that, is that something that you could do with ShipRHQ or something that's kind of in your roadmap? Yeah, so, so we have it in cart and checkout for right now. And then on Magento 2, we have it on the product page. Um, so that those are the places that we have it on there uh, for Magento. On some of the SaaS platforms, because you know, we know this as well as I do, some of it's a bit black box, but we have it yeah. in for to put in Shopify. Um, we have an open API for customers that are on our enterprise plan. And you know, they've hooked that into the weirdest places, you know, like the mini cart, you know, getting the rate in that, like all they've, they've put it in a lot of different spots. You know, if, if you want to ping the API, there's an endpoint, you can, you can kind of pull it in wherever you want. Do a lot of customers tend to do that? Cause to me, that seems like a really valuable uh, feature and something that could yeah be really useful for a lot of retailers. Like do people tend to do that? I think there's kind of two schools of thoughts on this, honestly. And I think one of the ones that we see, and we talk to customers about this pretty often, because like when I mentioned before, we get pretty consultative, sometimes too much, sometimes too much. And, you know, we end up burning all of our hours, <clears throat> but some customers like the simplicity to say, Hey, I just want to get you to the cart and checkout. I want you to get to these two points. That way it's the best way to convert. Because if you hit the product page and you get it there, sometimes it's overload. So maybe too much on the page or it's just, it's, it's too busy. So I think it, I think it really depends on like the vertical. So one of our customers is called Kremp Florist 
they sell flowers on their product page. They have the calendar that to me makes sense because it's a gift and something that you want to see. You want to see that at that particular time. But if you're shipping like, you know, t-shirt or thing like that, I'd, I'd probably say, let's keep the page simple. I think, it, you know, that that's kind of my school of thought on it, but it really comes down to the, to the buying pattern of what they want to give. So it's really about the experience throughout the store as they, as long as it flows. And if they say, Hey, you can get this on the product page and that's a selling point. Awesome. Let's get you on the product page. If it says, Hey, we want it just in the checkout. We don't use a cart. We try to funnel everybody in there. It'll be there as well. You've touched on um, some of the differences from platform to platform. So obviously different platforms, different uh, uh, openness. Are there any other differences that you, that would be useful for our listeners to understand in terms of what features and capabilities are available between Magento, Shopify, BigCommerce, Salesforce, et cetera? Yeah. So, so that's a great question. So our strongest integration is into Magento just because we're a Magento shop. It's open source. You can build whatever you want there. Um, and then the SaaS platforms kind of follow next. So one of the things that I know that Paul really wanted for a couple of customers is our calendar. So our calendar is not currently available on the SaaS platforms. Uh, pretty much any sort of uh, UI element, we can't really inject into the SaaS platforms yet. We did manage to do it though in the end. Uh, that is true. That is very true. And it very hats off to you. Is that they did, they did figure it out. It was one of those. I think I think and this is. I don't want to pat you. I don't want to make your head too big. But you're one of the only agencies that actually pulled that off. We've had some other people that were like, oh, we'll figure it out. And you're like, okay, good luck. And it was, uh, it was We Make websites that ultimately built it. But yeah, it was, um, yeah. yeah, I was quite happy when we figured that solution out. Yeah, that was, a, that was a tricky one. I remember that conversation and I remember being like, we need to be honest here, guys. And we need to make sure we, we're, we're all on the same page. And yeah, you guys knocked out of the park with that. But, you know, the calendar and the split checkout are things that aren't available on the SaaS e-commerce platforms, but they're, they're on their way. Uh, we, had a, we actually had them both in the roadmap for earlier this year, but uh, COVID-19 kind of uh, skewed a few roadmap things. And uh, our, our engineering team came and worked uh, for me kind of operationally because, you know, the silver lining of COVID was is that it really really had people start valuing e-commerce and then people started really, really valuing shipping. So it was a, it was a busy time for us. It was all hands on deck. So those things slipped till later this year. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not surprised. I think everyone's had to take a reassessment of priorities um, off the back of what's happened since March. Another question related to the features and capabilities then is around like duty and tax handling for internationals being in so many projects where, e-commerce teams have different approaches like some just say taxes and duty will be charged at point of uh, a collection um, and they palm it off others who want to give transparency to the customer to, so they understand the full cost of purchasing what what does shipper hq enable like do you provide the calculators um in the same way like an avalara would do or is it something that's not part of the product set yeah, so that's a that's another great question. You're you're on a roll, James. Uh, so within Shipper HQ, or to, to kind of back that up quick to talk about just talk about shipping here for a second. So there's there's kind of two schools of thought whenever you're shipping things internationally. Um, there's backing up one more step is whenever you ship a, po- a package from one country to another, uh, and you're using a carrier like DHL, there's a fee to get it from country A to B, and then there's a fee to get it like brokered into the country from A to B. So not talking about the fuel, not talking about what DHL costs. There's an actual fee there for that. And that's what the duties and taxes are for anybody who's listening. So there's kind of two trains of thought then on offering this in e-commerce. There's something called DDU and there's something called DDP. DDU is delivery duties unpaid. The approach on that is probably what some or maybe most merchants do is they just charge the cost it would take DHL to get the package from A to B. They say, yep, that's going to be 68 bucks. 
that's it. We're not going to charge DDU or sorry, we're not going to charge duties and taxes. But what that happens and what that means is that whenever a customer gets the package in the other country, generally DHL is going to be there with a credit card reader and say, you owe me 38 bucks to get this package. That's the cost to get into this country. Um, it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a snag and one that I think people are really asking for a lot more in 2019. That was one of our most asked for features because I think the world is getting smaller as people are shopping because, you know, if I want to order something from, you know, the UK, I can now, like it's, 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 it's available or, you know, anywhere in the world I could order from the UK anyways, but you know, the world is shrinking. So what we did is we rolled out something called our landed cost engine. That is a duties and taxes calculator that allows the customer to use the same carriers that they're using already. And we just overlay on top of that. So the customer has the ability to show a DDU rate where it says kind of in the shipping method, Hey, the charge is $68 but you're going to have to pay $34 on arrival or they can do a DDP, which is the delivery duties paid and show the customer a full charge of like 90 ish dollars. Um, this is something that we have still in beta. So we actually have it closed right now for customers uh, that that thing kind of took off and ran away for, ran away from us for a bit because it was very, very, uh, very needed. Uh, and during COVID it was very needed as well. So we're doing some reassessing before we start taking on uh, more customers. But there's a we we have that as our solution, and then we also partner with a couple carriers that that offer this as well. Um, one of them is called Zenda. Uh, they're powered by British Airways, actually, and it was pretty fun because it it, it took me over to the UK to work with them on that. Um, but that uses the empty space on the bottom of the planes because the the way that British Airways works, and this is this is going to be a little like shipping nerdy, so I apologize to everyone. So if everyone falls asleep, I'll clap whenever I'm done talking about logistics. But what this does is all the BA planes that go from the US outbound and in, back into Heathrow, there's empty space in the bottom of those planes and they can fill it for pennies on the dollar because they don't need to make their money there. They make the money in the tickets above. So what it does is like it aggregates the packages into the British Airways flights, it flies over, it gets Heath, it gets to Heathrow and it clears duties and taxes via British Airways. So it goes much quicker and then it's delivered last mile throughout Europe. So that's a really, really cool solution. Um, one that we have a good handful of customers that are leveraging and another one is called uh, flavor cloud, which is their big thing is anywhere to anywhere. Um, so if you're in South America and you want to ship something to, you know, wherever, where'd you say you're going next, Paul, Italy, you want to send something to Paul in Italy, you know, they, they can help calculate oh, yeah. those rates <laughs> like that. Cool. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so the next question, so I guess moving slightly away from shipping, um, one of the things that James and I were talking about that um, was why we wanted to ask you to come on as well, because it looks really interesting, is your PWA checkout for Magento 2. Um, so can you just kind of talk us through that? And also, like, is it going to be a big focus for you? Like, is the kind of objective to create like a Shopify style kind of best in class checkout almost as a service? Um, yeah, talk us through that. Absolutely. Yeah, this is this is an interesting one. So right, right now, what we have is we have a PW ready checkout component. Uh, it's a react component. It's running on GraphQL that gets injected or it gets, you know, you get dropped into the Magento 2 core checkout. Um, that's what we have right now as far as our checkout suite. Um, our idea is to, you know, what we do best is the experience in the checkout. But we understand that sometimes there's conflicting things. And sometimes there's you get in situations where other people are calling and other things and it, it gets a bit muddy and I don't need to tell you guys about this. Checkouts can get a bit messy, but what, what our idea is, is let's really own the shipping piece. We're going to inject our own component. We're going to sort of take away, we're going to decouple the need from the e-commerce platform. So that way, you know, if somebody's on a open source or something, like something they've made themselves, drop in that component and you're good to go. 
Um, eventually, our plan is kind of later on down the road is to uh, kind of have an actual checkout itself. But we're, we're taking it one step at a time. One of the things that we've seen is that, you know, customers do want one in a way of like checkouts. Like customers want to use, hey, I want to use like IWD as an amazing one-step checkout. I don't know if you guys use that one, um, but it's a fantastic one-step checkout. Our stuff integrates into them and they're, they're good to go. Our idea is not to be the end-all be-all checkout, but ours is to be an offering for a customer. Hey, if you want to use this, we know this works, but there's a lot of compliance when it comes to the checkouts and there's a lot of more things we want to do before we start getting into the compliance of, you know, payments and things like that. Yeah, it makes sense. I do think that's um, an interesting like, opportunity area though. Um, some kind of like, yeah, connected checkout essentially. Um, for sure. Yeah. And I, the thing we like too is in, to call back to something that you guys had mentioned earlier is, you know, where, you know, where do you want to show shipping at? Because this is that React component, you can drop it into, you know, other pages within that, uh, you know, the, the Magento platform. So if you want to drop it in on the product page, awesome. It's a React component that we inject in and it, it calls out to our GraphQL environment. So it's fast, it's quick. It's, it's a much, it's kind of our next step. You know, eventually what our goal is, is that enhanced checkout is to be our new, is what we call, like we want that to be our new standard. You know, our, our goal is to kind of keep moving that forward, especially from a product standpoint. You know, Karen and our CTO are both technologists. And so they always want to kind of do best in breed. And that's really where we're stepping into. We're going to get that kind of distilled down. So that way we can move it eventually down to some of our lower plans. And that way it's kind of, you know, that experience that we can drive for everybody. If we're driving for enterprise customers. We want to be able to drive that for everybody. And what else is on the roadmap? Is there anything else that, that's exciting uh, that you could share with our listeners of what, what might be coming up from Shipper HQ either this year or plans into next year? For sure. I think, I think one of the most exciting things is that we're, we're bringing that, we're bringing that best in breed stuff that we do for Magento into the SaaS platform. So our, our goal is to really level up the abilities and kind of be a stronger arrow in the quiver of some of these e-commerce platforms, you know, Hey, if you want a calendar, you don't need to worry about, you know, getting, you know, keeping, we make websites up all night. Here's our calendar. You know, those, those things that uh, people are running into those sort of like gotchas that we have the ability to, but it's just not on the platform. That's, that's one of our biggest things. And probably one of the things I'm most excited about uh, is getting that brought over. And then we're doing a lot of things with uh, a few different carriers and actually with a couple of the, a couple of the checkouts that, you know, and love our, our goal right now is to, uh, to kind of get functionality, kind of standardized functionality across the platforms. And then there's some really, really fun stuff we're working on that I actually can't tell you about. Oh, it involves post order. I'll leave, I'll, I'll leave it at that. That little drop, mm. drop that little bomb in there just to, ah. to make us want to come after and ask more questions. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you when we're not recording. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, how do you know when we've turned it off? <laughs> I'm watching the little red dot in the corner. I'm, uh, I know yeah, you we, guys. We, we wouldn't do that. Wouldn't do that. <laughs> it's off. <laughs> oh, so annoying. I forgot there was that big red button in the corner. <laughs> uh, um, cool. Well, uh, Paul, is there any more questions for you? That's covered all the stuff that I wanted to go through, which is, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, some really good stuff in there. Is there anything, Quentin, I guess, is there anything else um, that you kind of want to talk about or anything else that you're doing at Shipper HQ, which is particularly interesting at the moment? Um, I, one of the things I think is kind of interesting that we're, we're doing as a company, this is, this is completely unrelated to the actual app itself, but we, um, we, we moved to a four day work week temporarily uh, for a few months to kind of, kind of live with the world. And I think that's pretty cool. That is interesting. How does that work with the support team? 
So, so the support is, uh, I so, guess you could do shifts, couldn't you, or something like that. So we're doing, so like the Austin team is Monday through Thursday and then the UK team is Tuesday through Friday. Yeah. So that, that's, that's our coverage. But, um, that's one thing that I'm really proud of, especially, you know, that, you know, our leadership, my leadership, Karen kind of came up with, and I thought it was a really interesting way to kind of give some teams some time back just to, you know, kind of decompress because it's been a, a few crazy months. So I'm, I think that's a pretty cool thing that, you know, other companies should look at doing too. It's not been the end of the world. First couple of weeks are really rocky, especially for me as kind of operationally running the company, but it worked out pretty well. Oh, cool. I'm glad to hear it. I think, I think it's nice that, I mean, for all the chaos and the bad that's happened through this, if there's positive change that comes out of it in people's work-life balances, then mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a good thing, right? Absolutely. But no, I mean, other than that, I, this, this was a, this was a lot of shipper HQ information. If you want more, you know, feel free to reach out to us. You know, we uh, go to our website, shipperhq.com or shoot me an email, Quentin at shipperhq.com. I'm, I'm happy to, uh, happy to answer any questions that you have like shipping wise or, you know, shipper HQ wise, either way, I'm happy to help. Really appreciate that. Uh, Quentin, thanks ever so much for taking the time to come on. It's been, it's been really useful. I'm sure the listeners have got a lot from it. And now that you've given out your details, they can just basically spam you to their heart's content. I mean, exactly. quality, quality qualified <laughs> leads through. That's what we meant. <laughs> I'll take the spam too. Sometimes those are fun. I, I, I've, uh, I've had some pretty interesting conversations over the years with people and stuff they ship. So I, I'm, I'm open to the spam because sometimes <laughs> they're weird conversations. We had a lady one time, who emailed us in that sold baby chicks and we asked her how she shipped them and she said i put them in a box and i poke holes in them what do you mean how do i ship them and we we're like whoa this is a weird conversation <laughs> that is yeah uh, uh, with petter on in the background on the speed <laughs> dial um well look re- really enjoyed chatting to you thanks ever so much uh, we'll leave you in peace to enjoy the rest of your day and we'll let paul crack on with his beer drinking in the south of france <laughs> Awesome. It sounds great. Thanks for your, thanks for your time, gentlemen. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Yeah. And thanks everyone for listening as always.